Best Book Biz Podcast brings you a multiple nine-figure copywriter, digital marketing consultant, and published author who specializes in helping businesses scale using sales funnels. Arafra, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. No worries. Now, before we deep dive and jump into the book, digital marketing, copywriting, and everything funnels, uh, tell us a story on how you became a nine-figure copywriter. What made you get into this field? Well, it's actually, um, well, it's a very interesting story in the sense that it's not a traditional story. Um, So actually what happened was, is I actually have a corporate background. And so I spent three years in corporate. I was working for PricewaterhouseCoopers as a webmaster. Um, And then when I had my son, I basically left and ended up working in a school, spent three years working there, teaching kids. And then I had my second son and then my marriage kind of just fell apart, um, which was just awful. So um, basically, I got into copywriting because I needed to be able to look after my children. I wanted to have an income that I could have from home. And essentially, it was more sort of so that I could have some financial independence while looking after my children. So my children were very small at the time. So my eldest, who's now, you know, he's 18, he's a young man now, um, but he was only like six at the time. And my little one, I mean, he he wasn't even one when everything kind of just went pear-shaped. And um, I had a bit of a brainstorm with my sister. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, everything's kind of like going wrong. I don't know what to do. I've, I, I need to leave. I'm very unhappy. And she was like, but how are you going to leave? Like, you know, you've got two young children, you don't have an income coming in, you're not working, you know, you've been on maternity leave, you haven't gone back, like, what are you going to do? And I've always been naturally very good at writing. It was a thing that I excelled in when I was at school. And she basically suggested to me that I should start basically freelancing and writing for local businesses, right? Um, And that's kind of where I started. I just started in the freelance route. Um, And then I ended up on this place called the Warrior Forum. And I had no idea what copywriting was. I was like, what is this thing? I know the Warrior Forum. Yep. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I was like, but that was back in the heyday, right? When it was just like, it was this really big thing. Um, and I got on that and I was like, whoa, I felt like I'd entered this like insane world where like everything just sounded really magical. And I was like, wow, this sounds amazing. And um, I came across copywriting and, you know, ashamed to admit, I had no idea what it was. But one of the things that I actually majored in when I did my degree was I was actually initially doing a psychology degree. And then I moved over doing computing. Um, And so it really appealed to me. So copywriting is all about the psychology of your customer and then knowing how to basically put the words on paper that are going to appeal to your ideal market. Right. That's essentially what it is. It's salesmanship in print or in digital. So it's helping, you know, using the right words to sell. And that's all to do with psychology. And I was like, wow, this kind of like fits right in with my background. It, you know, it, it works really well. And, um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know where to start. So I got hold of a couple of like DIY courses. I went through, I think I went through about two of them and I thought I was pretty good. And then I came across this like program. It was, uh, so my, my mentor actually, Paul Hancock sees, he's an, he's an amazing, amazing copywriter, very underground, but he's an A-lister. And essentially he had a mentoring program and I didn't even have the money to, 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 to do the program. I was like, how am I going to do this thing? It sounds amazing. He's going to turn me into an amazing copywriter. I don't know what I'm doing. And then I ended up borrowing the money from my sister-in-law and then basically went through the entire program and he mentored me for a a whole year. Uh, So one-on-one for a whole year. And that was it. It was like, 
when my first sort of clients started coming in and I made more money like doing that than anything I'd ever done before I was like oh my goodness I think I'm onto something here and the rest is history that's kind of that's the bad story <laughs> that is that is the best introduction slash sales video letter I've ever heard from someone who went from psychology degree all the way from two kids divorced yeah. DIY um yeah we'll unpack that but for those playing at home tell us what is multiple nine figures that's multiple hundreds of millions of dollars of copywriting so um you're no joke um so congratulations on that high achievement and you've got the book so hold the book up what's the book about Oh, this is called Mindhack Marketing. How um, Basically, it's how to turn customer psychology into breakthrough sales. Um, so this is everything to do with the customer journey. So we start and end with the ideal customer in mind, right? Um, because if you think about it like this, right, all sales is, all marketing is, is really understanding who your ideal customer is and then essentially crafting your messages to fit around the needs of your ideal client, right? Because why? Because people buy on emotion and they justify with logic right so if you only speak to your audience from a logical point of view that's like you know just talking about the features talking about what something is or what something does rather than how it's going to help or transform their life how it's going to help them to overcome the challenges that they've got in their life you're not going to do very well Right. And that's where a lot of businesses get stuck. Um, and what's really interesting is, is like I've worked with some very notable clients. Like some of my clients are like, you know, um, uh, multi eight figure brands. They are influencers. They are experts in their space. And what's really fascinating is like they've achieved so much success. And then I go in and I have a look at their stuff and I'm like, oh, my God, you haven't even done that right. You know, you're not even talking about the ideal customer properly. You haven't even you haven't even really dug deep into what those emotions are. And that's the thing that makes the difference. I always find that it was almost like the biggest leverage point, right? So every time I would go into a business and they would say to me, you know, we've got a problem with conversion. We can't get this to work. That's the first thing that I would look at. Like, have they actually really dug deep into who their ideal customer is? And, you know, nine times out of 10, if you can't get a funnel to work, I mean, okay, let's take a, take out, you know, semantics and, and, and things like that, right? It's almost always starts with the ideal customer, right? If you fix that, you will pretty much fix everything else, right? It's kind of like the foundation upon which great businesses are built. Um, and I feel that like, if you really want to excel, that's the, that's the place where you need to place the most focus, right? And I think, you know, we're in a very digitized world now. Everything's moving, you know, pretty much everything is moving online. Even brick and mortar businesses, like they can't get away from that, right? So it's essentially just, you know, what do you do? How do you say it? And how do you put it? across in a way that is going to really resonate with that ideal customer and that's what the entire book basically does a deep dive into um and the other thing was as well and this is really fascinating we'll get into the book and deep dive through there but okay. i want to circle back really quickly um yeah and we'll okay. go back to the warrior forum so basically um you've sold everything from fitness uh weight loss products herbal coffee to honey information products, yeah. matrimonial services, uh, subscription yes. services and everything in between. <laughs> Talk to me about matrimonial services and what you're doing in that space. 
Oh, do you know what? That was an amazing, amazing project. So I spent about five years and three months working as a project manager. I was uh, independently contracted into a very niche matchmaking site. Um, And they were amazing. They really were amazing um, because their focus was on the educational element, right? They were really into the education. And what was really fascinating is is when I came in, um, I actually, so my segue into that company actually was really fascinating. I actually joined as a volunteer. Um, and so I, I was basically, I was volunteering. I was working on their blog and I never spoke to anyone about anyone about what my what my background was or anything. And the, the person who was in charge at the time, um, they he did like a team hive type of thing. You know, they got the whole team together and they were like talking about how, how's the best way to promote this service and everything. And I just I don't know. I just started coming out with all this like, oh, well, we've got all this incredible data. Why don't we segment um, all of this data? Why don't we like create funnels? I think he was really shocked because he was not expecting that level of a conversation. And he said, just out of interest, can you just send me your resume, please? And so I sent him my resume and he was like, what? I think we need to have a chat. So we ended up having a chat and then he was moving on to Pastures New. Anyway, they were looking for someone to replace um, him as the head of the project. And basically they ended up hiring me. One of the first things that I did was we got, uh, we used Infusionsoft. So we, I basically convinced uh, uh, the person who was in charge of the business. I said, right. I said, we need to, we've got so much rich data here. It wouldn't even make sense for us not to do something with this data. Right. It's one of those few spaces where we know everything right down to the age, right down to their preferences, right down to like, you know, are they, uh, you know, are they uh, young and are they single or are they older? Have they been divorced? Do they have children? Like we've got all of this data. Why are we not using it? And I think that was the thing that got them really excited, um, especially when they were doing the hire. And that's what I did. So uh, one of the things that I did when I when I got into the business was like we we separated out all of the I uh, all of the different avatars, and I basically identified eight separate avatars, and I built out funnels for all eight of those avatars. I mean, it was it was it was a really massive project um i mean just that just that part on its own took about four months and anyone who didn't fit into the sort of you know uh, one of those uh, sort of uh, eight segments got put into a, a generalized segment of someone who's looking to get married um and what was really fascinating is with this particular business you know obviously with it being in the dating space there's a lot of things we can't do so we can't advertise on facebook right there's a lot of stuff that we're not actually able to do so the place that we were advertising was mostly it was it was on google but we hit this sort of ceiling where past a certain point we couldn't spend any more money right the reason why we couldn't spend any more is because the margins were getting squeezed we were actually getting less leads and it was actually becoming less profitable so the challenge that i was given was like right arfa you have to figure a way to increase the sales without increasing the ad spend and I was like all right challenge accepted so this is what I did I dug deep into the ideal customer I built out these customer journeys when we switched the machine on uh literally four months later I mean bearing in mind this is only a subscription service um you know and and it's 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 low it's a low cost service right so you'd have to sell a lot to make a lot of money right and so it's like 14 pounds I don't know how much that is in the dollar equivalent um but you know, we double in the Australian and- dollar, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Right. Yeah. So it, it's not very much, right? It really isn't very much, right? Um, but the first month that we switched this on, we made an additional £2,000. 
And it's like like clockwork every single month, right? And so the first month, like, literally, we, like, crushed it. I was like, whoa, like, what the heck? This is amazing. So now they've got a machine that is bringing in around 24K additional money every single year, like clockwork, and there's not a single penny increase in ad spend. It's insane, right? But this is the kind of results that you can get when you get really granular and when you start building out and splitting out your avatars, right? So your avatar is essentially, it's it's a representation of who your ideal customer is and then speaking to that ideal customer and essentially just creating the journey for that. Yeah, awesome. Um, probably people listening, if you aren't into the digital marketing space, this might sound like another language, but um, I see you as the uh, female version of Russell Brunson, not just because of your passion and energy or the people that you work with, but you, you know your shit. And we're going to jump into it in a sec. But just before we jump into the book, talk to me about coaching and teaching over 11,000 students by being a commercial freelance writing coach. So a lot of people might not know that before you've done the book, you're actually taught this, coached this, 11,000 people. Talk to me about the journey of that and what was that like? Yeah, so that's actually fascinating. So, I mean, there's a part of the thing, it started on the Warrior Forum. And basically what happened was, is like, you know, when you start out in business and you think, oh, build and they will all come. It didn't really happen, right? So I had to figure out how to get clients and I cracked that pretty early on. I didn't really have a choice, right? So it was essentially, okay, I've got two children to feed. I'm on my own now. I'm, I've got to, you know, handle this in the best way possible. So I was like, well, why don't I, I know that I can't be the only writer that is struggle to get clients why don't I just put all together my knowledge everything that I have learned about getting clients and let's put this into like it started off as an ebook right and I sold it on the warrior forum um and essentially it just kind of grew from there and then I took that ebook and I repurposed it and I turned it into like a five-week course right and I, I think my first sort of cohort of people I had about 10 people go through it and they were like raving about this saying oh my god like you know like I think it was like in the second week we had people who were like saying oh I've got client I picked up a client I've got a client and then by the end of the five weeks every single person had clients right um and I was like oh, I'm onto, I'm really onto something here. So that is essentially where I started from um, with, with regards to that. And then I basically put the entire thing, because that was like taught live. And I thought, well, do you know what? I don't really have the time. You know, I, at this point, I was starting to get way more clients. There was a lot more things that were, that were happening on the horizon. And I thought I need a bit of passive income coming in. I literally just created like a video version of this course. And I went and uploaded it into Udemy. And yeah, like you said, like over 11,000 students have, have taken that. Um, I haven't even, I can't even remember the last time I went on Udemy, but every, every month I get a, a nice little commission just comes and drops into my, uh, drops into PayPal, which is always nice. I mean, it's not an earth shattering amount of money. It's not even a life changing amount of money, right? But it's something. And um, I feel really happy and I feel really blessed and, and privileged that people are, are learning from that. And more importantly, they're not struggling like I did. So, you know, that's really important to me. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, thank you for explaining that story and expanding it. And um, yeah, going back, you know, two kids divorced, don't know what to do. All of a sudden, hey, I've got yeah. to learn a skill. And you jumped into the skill and then you became passionate about it and, it. and it shows and transpires through your voice and emotion as well. But before we jump into the book, um, I'm going to give it a bit of a book blurb. So for people listening out there, they go, what is this about? So let me give you a bit of a book blurb so I'll read it. So for many businesses, marketing seems like an ever expensive black hole where money seems to disappear quickly. 
And that's because it's becoming increasingly difficult to stand out online. For example, now more than ever, you have to contend with an increase in ads and rising ad cost. Emails being sent, your inbox is flooded with hundreds of emails a day. I know mine is and it's crazy. Uh, spam, yeah. uh, despite you know the spam laws, the inbox still get a ton of junk. Uh, competition yeah. and noise in the online in the online space. So you'll burn more hard-earned money on wasted ad spend then fails to convert. Now, you'll struggle with lower engagement and lower conversions in your sales campaign. Is that a good sum up of sort of where the book sort of starts off? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's the reason why I wrote it. You know, I think I got to the uh, to, to, to the place where when I was like working with a lot of these big businesses, I got to the point where I now started consulting. So it wasn't just writing for them. So some some spaces, um, you know, I'm not able to write for for every reason. For example, one of my one of my uh, clients, they are a pharmaceutical based uh, company. They you know, it's a group of pharmacists. I don't have medical knowledge, you know, I can't, I can't um, talk about drugs and things like that the way that they can, right? Um, but the reason why they hired me is because I, w- I literally went into their business and I could see the holes in their business, right? I've got a very strategic background anyways, one of the things that I did when I was at uh, PwC, um, and that's kind of like my background, I can see what other people can't see. You know, sometimes you know that saying that you're too close to your own business, it's a bit like the end of your nose, right? You know it's there, but you're so close to it, you can't see it, right? So that's kind of like what happens and very often especially when you get to a certain level and you're trying to grow then it becomes this like um it's almost like this issue where you don't know where to put your money oh this sounds good so I'm gonna go try that and then that doesn't work oh this sounds really amazing you know here's the next tactic and blah 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 I'm not a fan of tactics. I really am not. I'm really into strategy, right? I always think strategy first because strategy is a thing that is aligned with your objectives. It's aligned with your business goals, right? And then depending on what that strategy is, then you find the appropriate tactics that are going to work with, um, you know, with your business, depending on where you're at, right? And so, you know, this particular company, they hired, they hired me first to do like a, a strategic roadmap for their business. And that's what I did. So it takes, you know, it's, it's, it's like, three, four hours uh, on an intensive with me and we build out basically a plan for the next 90 days of what they're going to focus on based on where the business is currently at, right? Now, the next problem that they had was that they needed to build out these systems. They needed to build out these funnels and stuff like that. But I could not write them because of the specialist knowledge involved. So what I did instead was I guided them through the process. And that's what the, you know, so basically I, I, I work with them on a consulting only basis, right? So I'd go in, I'd tell them, I'd get on a call and I'd be like, right, okay, you need to change this. This this is wrong, right? This is how, how the funnel needs to be. These are the steps that you need to take. And honestly, it, it it's, it's different for every business, but do you know what? Ultimately, I always focus on the strategy to get them the results. And that's the reason why it works. This is one of the reasons why I, uh, since 2010, which is like basically when I started, I've done over 125 million in sales for my clients. So it's been insane. Um, just one of my clients, like, you know, he, you know, he, he does like YouTube and stuff like that. He made seven figures in YouTube alone. That's just one client, right? So it just goes to show that sometimes just having the right focus and knowing how to work with, you know, with your clients and really understanding and getting to the crooks and getting to the heart of their business, really understanding their customers and then being strategic. That's what makes the difference. You you said something in that, and thank you for uh, 
thank you for explaining that. You said something that I'm going to turn into a poster. So shout out to Quotes on Posters. So if you Google Quotes on Posters.com, you can get anything made into a poster. Now, it's not a commercial. You said you're too close to your business. That's a massive yeah. poster. That that that, that yeah. hit me really, really hard because one of the things that I'm at the moment, I'm obviously way too close to Best Book Bits as well and uh, you need outside yeah. counsel. Uh, the power of, of outside counsel, people looking in. You know, Les Brown said it well. He said, you can't see the label when you're in the box. So we need it's outside true. people to look so in. True. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why, despite like what I know, I have, I don't have one coach. I actually have multiple coaches. So, you know, I'm on, I'm on masterminds myself. I'm constantly, constantly learning, right? It's the thing that you have to do as a business owner. You have to be leveling up every time I'm on a mastermind program. And, you know, I've got, at the moment I've got two coaches, right? So it's like, and no, no, actually I've got three coaches. (laughs) I just forgot about one of them. (laughs) So I've got three coaches, right? So But the thing is, though, why? Because I don't know everything. Right. And it would be really stupid of me to assume that just because I've, you know, whatever knowledge I've got that's gotten me this far, it doesn't necessarily mean that I know everything with regards to my own business. There's a lot of things that I can't see in my own business. Right. So you need a sounding board. You need someone that you can just basically just literally say to you, Arfa, you're not focusing on this. Right. Arfa, this, this is missing. That's missing. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Right. So, you know, having that sort of outside counsel, you know, that, that can actually see what you can't see is extraordinarily invaluable you know um and i do believe fundamentally that entrepreneurs are the are the types of people that they change the world right and that's even with my own personal mission as well one of the things that i'm really 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 into one of the things that i'm really looking looking into one of my sort of big goals is philanthropy it's 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 been a passion of mine since i was a very little girl you know and i've always wanted to like help other people and you can't help other people if you can't help yourself so you have to learn to help yourself first before you can help other people yeah, definitely. Yeah, coaching, obviously. Uh, I, I do coaching, I do consulting, uh, I help uh, people all around the world daily and it's not just through, you know, teaching 10,000 10, people a day consuming my content online, which is great. And the comments okay. I get in the, in the personal emails, that's that's all well and good. But at the end of the day, you've got to invest in yourself um, and you've got to invest in definitely. your blind spots as well. So uh, we're all each other's worst enemy uh, because we all listen to the story in our head and sometimes we only have two eyes. But if you get three coaches, yes. well, you got um, you got you got six eyeballs looking in at your business and your personal life as well. So more the merrier. Exactly. Um, I want to get back to the the, the copywriting um, because I want to pick as, I want to extract as much information from your brain as possible in the next sort of twenty minutes. One thing I read the book and it's an amazing book. And for people out there, um, where can people buy the book first? Um, if so, is it on Amazon? Yep. It is. It's worldwide available on Amazon. There's a Kindle version as well. And uh, eventually there will be an audible version too. Um, I'm not going to say anything yet, but someone extraordinarily uh, very well known in the space actually approached me, read my book and said, this is so good. Do you, I would love to narrate this book and turn it into an audible book. And I was like, yeah, I would love for you to do that. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything too much because, you know, we, we talked about it, but we haven't got anything set in stone. 
No, no problem. And I can be the first to vouch to say that it's probably one of the best digital marketing books I've read, probably nearly better than the Russell Brunson, Traffic Secrets, Dotcom Secrets, Expert Copy Secrets, um, or even Jim Edwards' books, Copywriting CX. You know. So it's really good. So well done to you. But one of the things you said that really Thank hit home you. for me was uh, failure to convert clicks into paying customers is a lack of understanding about who their customer is. Can you deep dive about, yeah. you talked earlier about the ideal customer. Is that where businesses should start on? Can you, can you deep dive into the ideal customer? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, if you think about it like this, right, why are you in business? It's not just to make money. I think, you know, people kind of always think about themselves and they think about the business and the needs of the business. What actually they need to do is they need to kind of step away from that and think, hang on a minute, we're in business. Yeah. Okay. Everyone wants to make money, but how am I going to make money? Like if I'm just focused on myself, everything is going to be product centric, right? It's going to be business centric, right? But what we actually want to move away from is we want to move away from that and we want to move towards who your ideal customer is because you are in business to serve a particular client, right? Whoever that ideal client happens to be. Right. So if you're a coach or a consultant, you're going to have one type of client that is going to be better for you than all of the other types of available clients out there. Right. I like to think of it almost like the 80 20 of clients. Right. So it's like who is the best fit customer for you. Right. And then really diving deep into who that looks like. Right. And then once you know who your ideal customer is, it's really trying to understand what motivates them. What are their fears? What are their frustrations? What are their pain points? You know, what are their dreams? What are their desires? What are their problems? What are the things that they struggle with on a day to day basis that you can potentially help them with? And the more you kind of focus on that, you know, the better and the clearer your business will become, right? I have seen this time and again with business owners where I've gone in, I've looked at their stuff and I'm like, you know what? This is the thing that's not working, right? Case in point, I had a um, a really good friend of mine actually um, and, 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 you know, her business, uh, she works with physiotherapists. And one of the things that she really struggled with was how she can connect what she was doing with her ideal clients, which are other physios and other clinic owners. And when we got working together, all of a sudden, everything just literally just fell into place. Right. Because before she was focused too much on what she was doing. And then, you know, I, I started working with her and then, boom, you know, all of a sudden now people are resonating with her message. Now people are, are connecting with her message. Right. Same with. Um, so I had a, another client of mine. He's got a gym he's actually got two gyms and he'd actually invested a lot of time and money and he'd done various courses on email marketing and whatnot um you know some very famous courses that he put himself through and he was spending um like a good I, I mean I can't remember how much he was spending but it was a lot of money on Facebook and he was pulling in around three to four hundred leads a month just from Facebook and what he was giving away was like a meal plan on the front end right um but the problem that he had was once he he was giving these people these meal plans the next step was is how do I get these people to book a consultation with me and physically turn up in the gym right online is one thing but when you are advertising online to get someone offline that's actually really hard right because people i know it sounds like a really awful thing to say but consumers by and large are quite lazy right they want the easy button and they want to do everything the easy way so physically getting somebody 
out of their house and into a business, you know, where they have to, you know, they have to leave the comfort of their home. They have to drive down to a gym and they have to go work out in a gym. It's not the easiest sell in the world. Right. So essentially he had this problem where literally people are going through his email sequence and maximum he might get one person a week possibly booking a consultation. So in a month, three or four, he said, you know, if I'm lucky, I might get four people booking a call in the entire month. Right. So I had a look at his email sequence and I was like, dang, these are actually really well written. But I spotted the problem straight away. Right. I said, you know what the problem is. Right. And he went, no, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I mean, you haven't there's no emotion in these emails whatsoever. You haven't dug deep enough into who your ideal customer is and what they want right? That's where you, you've gone wrong, right? And so the number one thing that I did in his business, believe it or not, I didn't do a massive lot of changes because those emails were already really well written, right? I literally just went in and infused a whole bunch of emotion in there. That's it. That's literally all I did, right? And he ran the same sequence, boom, like that's first week, 18 consultations booked, right? And literally he had the best quarter he'd ever had in his life. The ROI off the back of those emails was 1,860%. He was, he was ecstatic. He was like, what the heck? He goes, girl, we have to put you on a retainer here because this is insane. I've never had this level of success in my business, like ever sort of thing. So it was, it was insane. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Thanks for sharing all the success stories, and there's so many. But uh, what I really want to pick your brain on is uh, not your success, your actual failure. Talk to me about the introduction of the book about the cause of my epic business failure, which is an embarrassing oh, admission. So, would you mind taking us back to the first failure? It's a great story. I'd rather you tell the story than I do. Um, how that set up the foundation of your success. So, talk to me. Yes. What happened? Uh, what, what oh was your gosh, massive it's business so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. That's why I actually started the book like this because I thought, hang on a minute, what better way to illustrate what I'm about to talk about than actually going through why this kind of like really epically failed. So essentially, um, uh, this was when I had, uh, I was newly divorced and, uh, you know, when I was setting up my, my, my business and stuff and I wanted to go down the route of working with health coaches, right? That was kind of like the, the niche that I had picked at that time. And I went and spent like 5K, which was borrowed from an uncle, uh, from a very rich uncle. And um, yeah, I literally went and, 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 and set up this thing in a, in a trade show. So me and my sister, we spent two days. We literally worked our socks off. We got about 46 appointments booked. So um, people, we were talking to people on this trade show. And essentially it was like, you know what? I'm going to help to level up your website. Right? I'm going to show you where the problems are in your business, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, got 46 appointments booked. I was so excited. I was like, this is insane. I only need to convert like a couple of people and that's it. We're done. We've broken even. It's amazing. I had a £2,000 offering and you know what? I followed up with every single person meticulously. I literally spent the next couple of weeks like, you know, meticulously following up with everyone and no one bought from me. It was it was really embarrassing. Right. Um, and the reason why it didn't work was because I didn't understand the psychology of the customer. I mean, all of the people that I'd spoken to were practically broke. Right. And asking a broke person to part with that much money is a, is it's a no no. Where are they going to get it from? Right. So not everyone is 
entrepreneurial minded okay and like you know people in the sort of wellness space the well-being space they are very good at taking care of other people they're not so great at taking care of themselves this is why a lot of them in that space do really 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 struggle right um and actually the the insight that i got from that was that had i gone in with a smaller front end offer that was more manageable i probably would have done really well Right. Um, but where I really screwed up is that I went in with this like 2K and they were like, <gasps> you know, and then the excuses started rolling in. You know, I need to speak to my husband. I need to go do this. Oh, you know, someone died. You know, my, you know, my dog ate my breakfast and blah, blah, blah. And all the rest of the, the excuses started just pouring in. And I was like, this isn't this is not going to happen. Believe it or not, I did actually make some money back. It was really, really funny. Um, several years later, someone had to saved one of these leaflets and uh you know she she booked a one hour consult with me and I made about 100 quid that was it <laughs> I was like right 5k spent and several years later I made 100 pounds back yeah, this is just crazy thank you for sharing that embarrassing story but it's not embarrassing because we all have failures but we don't publicly talk about it what would yes. you do differently now knowing what you know and knowing um everything you've learned what would you if you had to do the same thing what would you do differently so I think uh, number one, I, I don't. I definitely would not have picked that niche, niche, right? Niche, niche. niche. <laughs> I was saying it in a different way, right? I would definitely not have picked that niche, right? Um, I would have just gone after most uh, coaches and consultants, right? Which is what I'm doing right now. I mean, I changed my niche several times over the years, but this is the one that I've settled on. I love working with people who really do know how to make an impact, which is amazing. Um, so that's the first thing that I would have done completely differently. And the second thing that I would have done is I would have really dug deep into what are their pain points and then based on where they are had a more consultative approach not just one offer but like several offers based on where they're at so if they're new the number one thing is you know getting uh clients and positive cash flow right that's you know that's that's what happens when you are brand new in business that's the only thing that you really care about whereas somebody who is like multi eight figures right the only thing that people at that level are really concerned with is you know scaling reaching new markets and even some of them are preparing for exit right legacy right so they're looking at things like you know greater impact right but the 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 needs are very different right so you think about what that journey looks like and you split them up based on where that journey is so somebody who has already hit the six-figure mark for example right a coach who's already hit the six-figure mark is and has done so organically is now probably looking at systemizing stuff and basically eliminating themselves not so much out of the the business but more out of the sales uh side of things outside of the lead generation so they don't want to be hustling anymore right what they actually want to be doing is they need a system that's going to bring highly qualified leads to them so it's a different problem right then you've got people who are now looking at literally going from their first six figures to their next six figures or even going up to seven and at this point they are now looking at scale it's a slightly different problem because at this point they need to build teams. They may need to outsource their sales to somebody else. You know, so it's a slightly different problem, right? And so on and so forth. So it's kind of every single one of your prospects, even within your prospects, 
all of them have different layers, all of them have different levels, right? And it's figuring out what does that look like? Are they new? Are they a bit more experienced? Like what is the the pressing need, right? And what somebody wants and what somebody needs are two very different things, right? So a person who's starting out, right? What they'll say to you is, I want clients. That's what they'll say, right? That's where you got to sell them, right? But actually what they need is they need consistent cash flow. That's actually what they need, right? So always, this is a general rule in business, right? So in marketing, you always sell people what they want, but you give them what they need, right? And that's very, very, very important. And so that's the thing that I would have done definitely differently. Um, it would have been a way more tailored approach. It would have been a totally different niche. Um, and yeah, and, and, and based on where that person is, then, then figuring out what do they need and then just selling them from there. You said another poster remark, quotes on posters.com. You said, sell, want, give, need. Sell, want, give, need. That's, yeah, yeah two yeah, poster definitely. quotes. Thank you so much. Um, I think wrapping what you set up now, I've taken uh, a lot of notes because I read the book. And, you know, if you answer the, the following three questions with products and services, you know, what does your prospect yeah. want the most is the notes I got. You know, what does your prospect yes. fear or hate the most? And, and where is your prospect yes. currently and where would they like to be? I think you answered all that. Yeah. Um, and the missing connection is the human. It's the relationship. The relationship yeah, is the missing connection. Definitely. So can you expand on, on that Absolutely. a little bit about how important it is to not only build relationships but maintain them? Um, yeah, relationships. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I want you to kind of like almost reverse yourself back to your childhood, right? And I mean, I'm old enough, I'm not showing my age now, but when I was younger, we used to have like a fishmonger and, you know, I used to go with my mum when I used to go to the market and it was a consultative approach, very human to human, right? So my mum, I remember once we brought, we bought, um, yeah, shame to admit it, we actually bought shark once. And obviously, we wouldn't do that now, but we, we actually bought shark meat, right? Um, and so we didn't know about things like sustainability and things like that then, right? But my mum was like, yeah, I want to try something a little bit different. Um, you know, I'm looking, and then she was like, you know, I want to I want to make a curry. I want to make it like this. I want it like that. And then the fishmonger basically gave a couple of suggestions or as to what it is that she could try in terms of like what kind of fish that she could try right and actually that approach that human to human approach is irreplaceable right all humans crave that connection it's it's how we're built right we can't get away from that right and so what I found is that even though people are moving online, one of the things that are happening is that people are becoming disconnected, right? You have social media, you have so many distractions when you go online. But actually, the one who dominates your attention, that's the person that you are going to continually go back to, right? Why? Because they're talking about stuff that matters to you, right? So building a connection is extraordinarily important because, number one, it helps people feel that they're safe right? It, this person understands me. This person gets me, right? And when you feel understood, you resonate with that person more, right? And it's true. Like, you know, you, if you're going through any type of difficulty, you're going through any kind of crisis, what's the number one thing that you're going to go and do? You're going to go and speak to that friend who really gets you, right? And you know that they're going to give you some amazing advice. The same is true in your business, right? We all crave connection. So this is why building a great relationship with your list 
trust, you know, with your audience is extraordinarily important. And if you do that and you focus, not don't just focus on growth for the sake of growth, focus on building amazing and incredible relationships, right? Your number one goal as a business really should be, I've got a customer who really needs my help and they're stuck somehow. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them everything I possibly can to try and help them make an empowered decision for themselves. And guess what? Even if they don't buy from you, do you know they're going to have such an amazing experience working with your brand, like, you know, even through your free content, they're going to go tell 10 other people about you. And that's where it really gets interesting. I mean, I've literally lost count the number of times people have referred me onto other people. I'm like, oh, how did you hear about me? Oh, so-and-so referred you. I'm like, I never work with this person, right? So it's like really building that connection, building that audience and really building that relationship with them and then putting in that emotional resonance, right? So, you know, people always say the money's in the list, but I would say, no, the money's not in the list. It's in your relationship with the list. So if you're building a list for the sake of building a list, that's a really silly idea, right? Be helpful always. Um, Even when I built my own list, I think I probably spent around four to six months. I can't remember exactly now, you know, when I was building it, it was like, I literally spent several months just giving the best content I possibly could before I ever, ever made a single promo, you know, before I ever asked for a sale for anything. Um, and it worked, it paid off, it paid off really well. So, you know, it, it, it works. Oh, I can attest that uh, it, it all boils down to humans and, and, and people, because at the end of the day, take away money, what do you got? You, you know, who controls money? people who have who has relationships with people so one of my big quotes yes. is uh, yeah pe- people have everything you need so if you just focus on people you'll get everything that yeah. people come with um we we haven't even we're actually at chapter one still so we <laughs> i'm telling you this book is if, you, if you're if you're a business owner entrepreneur solopreneur wannapreneur if you want to do anything in life uh in terms of online offline space um buy this book can you tell us where hold it up again where can people buy it what's it called and yeah um, absolutely so yeah. it's available worldwide on amazon um it's called mind hack marketing and yeah i mean it's 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 a good book <laughs> i'm gonna say that it's, it's, it's a great book it's a great so um here's yeah. the thing so we uh we're gonna wrap the podcast up now we're at uh, the 40 minute mark but yeah that's chapter one out of chapter 15 so Serious guys and girls out there, um, an amazing book. I will do a book summary in it uh, sometime soon, and I'm sure we'll do a bit of a book giveaway as well, just with my audience being in the online space myself and um, yes, needing as amazing. much help I can too. So, yeah, I just want to say uh, last question before we sort of wrap up. My family's from Norwich, and I know the accent's from Manchester. Now, are you Manchester United or Manchester City? <laughs> Um, well, you know, you, we okay. are united so in yeah. my house it's it's all united in my house my, my boys are they like their football but I, I have to shamefully admit I'm not really into football I'm that's actually true. an ex-kickboxer I like martial arts <laughs> that's another podcast show uh, cool well yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the, the best book bids podcast and, and where can people sort of connect with you socially uh, the website and what are the other sort of how can they work with you sort of one on one or consulting get your courses so what's the best place people can reach you 
best place really is if you go to there's two places that I would recommend so find me on Facebook if you type in uh, Arfa Saira Iqbal there's only one of me um, find me on there I've got a Facebook group called High Ticket Consulting Marketing and Sales Insights into Seven Figure Businesses um, so it's just uh, facebook.com uh, forward slash groups forward slash Mindhack Marketing if you type that in or even if you just go find me on, on the profile you will you will find it on my profile um, so my, my group is probably the best place to get in there because number one it's loaded with a whole bunch of training also March I'm going to do a high ticket mastery month so anything to do with getting clients and converting clients I've got some amazing guest speakers that are going to come in and and talk about sales and pricing and packaging and you know using a book to basically you know expand your thought leadership so I'm doing all of that inside of my group um other place that you can go check me out is um you can go to our iraiqbal.com um that is my website um it's a little bit outdated it's gonna get updated soon but um yeah i would say social media is probably the best place to find me actually facebook that's that's really where it's at perfect thank you for your time and yeah thanks for all the knowledge and and hard work you've done and we look forward to uh many more years and uh some more information maybe another book out in the future too as well Oh, yeah, it's already in the works. I'm, I'm not going to say anything too much at the moment. So I've already started work on book number two. Um, this one's going to be radically different um, to what I've done here. That one's going to be a bit more of a, a personal journey. Yep, awesome. Well, uh, stay on the line and, uh, yeah, we'll wrap up the podcast and uh, we'll speak to you soon. But thanks very much for being the guest Amazing. on the Best Book Thank podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing. Right, thanks so much. I'll speak to you soon. All right, Thank bye. you.